Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Snap your fingers, Chuck. I'm not good with this left hand for some reason. No, you got nothing coming out that left hand. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Shooting blanks over there with that left hand when you're trying to snap your fingers. And you and you could almost do it simultaneously. You, you guys, almost did. I'm, I don't have rhythm. No. I don't. This, this is true. Welcome to the Steam Room, everybody. Yes. Uh, it is great to be back with you. Uh, oh, special, special guest today. Yeah, we will get to that in just a second. Yeah. Your uh, your jeans are looking really crisp. Yo, man, today, you better man. stay off my jeans, man. Really crisp. Hey, man. You could shave with those hey, pants. Hey, man, I am sick man. of y'all, baby. <laughs> you could shave. Look at the edge on that bad boy. Shout out to my tailor. Wow. I got... 20 pair, five, I got 10 pair of blues and 10 pair of blacks. Mm-hmm. Do they send those in a box to you? Yes, are they, they do. I'm surprised that box doesn't open itself. <laughs> Thank, you, with the, Thank <laughs> you, KW. I like my jeans, KW. I'm comfortable. That's oh, the most know, important thing. Are, and that is the most important thing. How's your weekend? Uh, I had one of the greatest weekends of my life. Why do you, Then why did you shake your head like, oh. So, you know, I joined a great golf course in Arizona called Whisper Rock. Yes, I've heard. Me and my partner, Dan Marley, mm. won. We won, won what? We won the Sticks and Stones. They have a tournament called the Sticks and Stones. Yeah. And we won. Did our, you break some bones? There we go. There wow. we go. Ernie, I played the best golf I've ever played in my life. Obviously, Dan carried me. Is this a best ball? Uh, it's a scramble, scramble, best ball. Okay. Uh, alternate shot, excuse me. Wow. And I played great. I played uh, Friday. I played the best round of my life, and Saturday I played pretty good. But Friday I played as good as I can play. So you were not putting Dan in any uncomfortable situations, no, no, like okay, no. hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna snap hook this drive. No, get us back into I play. I played well enough that you know I, I carried my own. But Dan Marley, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite teammates ever. We won the sticks and stones. Man. Black Masters one year, yeah. Sticks and Stones. I mean, you are on a roll. I'm on a man. roll. Right. Shout out to my coach, Stan Utley, who changed my whole life. I love you, Stan. Yeah. Love you, Stan. Yeah, he did. He, he yeah. changed everything for hey, me. Hey, man, man, I played great, too. I was so happy. I can believe that. Yeah. If you had said this like three years ago, I would have said, yeah, right, yeah, 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 No, yeah. but I've seen you play. But I'm getting even better, Ernie. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you, brother. Because you love the game. I love the game. Nothing like it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else is happening with you? So we're going to start on a couple sad notes today. I hate doing that because the podcast is supposed to be fun. I got a big list right here. I want to give uh, my thoughts and prayers to the Virginia football family. Those three young kids mm-hmm. who got killed. Man, that's tough, man. I, I saw Coach Tony Elliott's worst. I mean, it just just thoughts and prayers, man. And, for the, and to all the parents, brothers and sisters, you know, 20 years old, three young kids gone, and other kids ruined his life forever. Uh, I just, it's tough. You know, because I always tell you, man, when you're in sports, you're in the greatest fraternity ever. So thoughts and prayers uh, to the uh, Virginia football yeah, You program. can't even comprehend that. No, you cannot. You can't. You can't, you can't try to. Yeah. No, 
So my second thing is we lost a legend this week, last week, Fred Hickman. Yes, indeed. Uh, One of the best guys, one of the best to ever do it. My first recollection of sports announcing, guys, not announcing the game, but like got me into sports, Fred Hickman, Nick Charles, and Van Earl Wright. Yeah. Those two guys and Van Earl. Man, when I met Van Van Earl, I I, I thought I had met, he was the original Godfather. His voice with those little on those little headline news yes, things. Yeah, uh, it was, and you never saw him. You never saw him. Was Los Angeles. And, yeah, and he yeah. came and he came up to me one night at a bar somewhere in the line. He says, "I hear you're a big fan of mine." I said, "Dude, I don't know who the hell you are." <laughs> he said, "I'm Van Wright. I said, "I am a huge fan of yours." Because uh, you know, because I'd never actually seen his face. Yeah. So I've been so Nick Charles, rest in peace. Fred Hickman, one of the best to ever do it. One of the best dudes, rest in peace. And shout out to our old friend Van Earl Wright. Yeah, boy, Fred Hickman and Nick Charles were such a great team. They were, weren't they? And 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 Fred just had a, Fred just had a, a great zest uh, about him, and just like you could tell his enjoyment of doing what he was doing. Yes. And and you think about Chuckster. And wait, what's my old guy name? The other guy, Jim Huber. Oh yeah, because I was. That's why I was going to say you. Yeah. You think about the folks who have like Turner ties. Yes. Who we've lost from. Fred Hickman to Nick Charles to Craig Sager, yeah. Jim Huber. Yeah. Um, man. My grandfather was the biggest Braves fan in the world. Like, if I went to his house a hundred times, he had the Braves on a hundred times, going back to Dale Murphy, uh, Bob Horner, and those guys. Right. He loved the Braves. And that's why I started watching CNN because they were part of the TBS family. Right. And With my like, dad and Skip Carey, yes, Pete Van Weeren. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, man. And because uh, we in Alabama, we don't have our pro sports. We always rooted for the Braves, the Falcons. So I love watching those guys. So shout out to the Hickman family and rest in peace. Okay, this is, uh, this is something I hate to say. You know, last night we went to the Shaq documentary. Yes, we did. The first episode was fabulous. I want to give a shout out to Big. I call him Big. It was really great to see his mom, Miss Lucille, one of the greatest women ever. And in, in a lot my, of the family there last yeah. night. It was really, it was really he, fun. Night. Hey man, he he got some kids. He got some kids, y'all. Uh, the whole front of the stiller was kids. Uh, like the first two rows, actually. Uh, so it was great. It was, but the first we only saw the first episode. I guess there were four episodes, right? And uh, it's coming to HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, parent, a sister network of ours. So shout out to Big. The first episode was fabulous. Can't wait to see the next three. And so the last thing is something personal for me. One of my great friends in the world's name is Gary Godfrey. And Gary has ALS. And him and his wife, Carol, have handled this thing better than any people imaginable. And there's another guy at Alabama named Kerry Good who has ALS also. So what Gary and Kerry are doing for the Alabama Auburn game in a couple weeks, they're doing the 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 Kerry and, and Gary challenge.com that you can raise the most money for ALS. So if you went to Alabama, Auburn, or anywhere else, go to, to Kerry and Gary challenge.com. And they're challenging the Alabama fans to go against the Auburn fans uh, to raise money for ALS. It's a great cause. How do you spell carry, by the way? K-E-R-R-Y. Okay. Yeah. You know how to spell carry too, right? 
Okay, yeah, but there are different ways to spell carry. Okay, so I just, I just want to make, make sure. sure. Yeah, folks carry, who are listening, uh, carry k e r r y and and GaryChallenge.com. Between the two schools, the Iron Bowls in a couple weeks. So, um, listen, you know how much Auburn means to me. Uh, you Alabama fans are great. You got the greatest coach ever. I love the way that the house is falling down when y'all only lost two games. That's how ridiculous y'all fans are, base. Uh, they think it's the end of the world they lost two games. They make me so sick, Ernie, them Alabama fans. But this is a friendly competition. It's a very friendly competition. So, Auburn, I just want to say something. Kick their ass. Uh, so, go that, man. Because I will tell you this, Gary played with me at Auburn. And his slogan is, make today your best, best day. day. Him and his wife, Carol, their attitude is the best. Like, I don't know how they, they're always in a good mood. And I, I it, it makes me happy and amazing every time I'm around them because the, 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 the class, the dignity, the, the, the honor, whatever words you want to use that they show battling this horrific disease. So let's just raise a lot of money. because. Yeah. I think Gary said to me, I can't remember. I, I can't remember everything. I think it's really expensive. I think it costs about $250,000 a year for a person who has that with all the stuff they need. So they really need uh, a lot of money. So I'm going to figure out how I can help them, but go to the challenge. Yeah, and, and I think what's impressive, too, about that, Chuck, is when you see somebody who's dealing with something that personal and that, that painful uh, is that they're not looking inward they're looking outward, outward yeah. and saying okay this is this is what we're faced with now how are we going to help the next yeah. person through it and and so kudos to them yeah and, good. and hope, Carrie, hope you Gary, raise millions bless both of you brothers man yeah awesome thank yeah. you chuckster anything else on your mind shout out to little henry henry grandpa big pop loves you <laughs> big pop you, you think little henry listens to the pod you know, since I called him little Henry that time, I think the podcast is off limits to my daughter. She, I told her, it's a cute little nickname. Who, who said that was a cute little nickname for your grandchild? It's a term of endearment. <laughs> I love the little man. I like calling him that. <laughs> wow, we off to a flying start. We off to a flying start. Yeah. Still to come. On uh, this oh, edition yeah. of the Steam Room. Or... That's a hint. Look at that dude right there. Which one? <laughs> Charles Wade Barkley and Dan Marley. That's impressive, Chuckster. Thank you, brother. That is impressive. They accused me of cheating. That's not unexpected. We'll I be right back. Great. Back here on the Steam Room. As you all know, I'm a proud University of Georgia Bulldog class of 1978. Trust me, we know. From the Grady College of uh, Journalism and Mass Communications. And uh, what? So I got my uh, journalism degree. You went to Sh- class? Shout out Georgia, shout out the Grady School. You went to class? Oh, did I ever. Love going to class. You must not have been good at sports. Love going to uh, class. Hey, played, played, played one year of college baseball for Georgia. You know <laughs> that? I, you know I did. Yeah. I got that one year. Walked on as a freshman, was told to walk off as a sophomore. There you go. But anyway, I don't know what you're doing right now as you listen to this podcast. You may be at work. You may be sitting at home. Maybe you're trying to get inspired a little bit. I'm going to play something for you. 
that if this does not get your blood pumping and get you ready to go, yes, this, this, I mean, I was ready to play after hearing this the other day from from Cadillac Williams, Carnell Cadillac Williams, the new head coach of your Auburn Tigers. Or a damn eagle. This is this is vintage. Carnell, this tradition was happening when you were a player here. Why was it important for you to bring it back? All fighting soldiers. Because we locked in, we're together, we're a family. We're about to go play Auburn football, man. Unity, man. That's what this universe represents. So discipline and believe. Let's go play ball. Let's go. Woo. Cadillac. Man. man, I mean to tell you, they got it's one of those where the yeah. hair on your arms, the hair on the back of your neck standing yeah. up, man. What was it like for you as you I mean, I know you couldn't wait to get on that field, but it was like, look, this is enough talk. We gotta go play let's go play ball. What is what was that moment like for you? Oh, I mean honestly, uh just leading up to that that day and uh going through Tiger Walk with my family and uh seeing the fans, then seeing a lot of um uh, my former teammates that support. Wow. I'm just overwhelmed about um, just all the love, the support, uh, the way that these players have responded um, to us coaches, this coaching staff. So, you know, that moment just kind of exemplified um, every, all, the whole build up of, of what's going on and just the, the feeling that I, I, I had. I know personally, and I know you know, can you please tell the world what it's like to be part of the Auburn family? Because every time I go to Auburn, I feel like I'm going home. Can you just give us a, a quick, like, what it's like to be part of the Auburn family? <laughs> Look here, um, Charles, you, you you know it's, it's kind of unexplainable until you actually get on this campus and, and feel the the energy, the love, just the, the the empathy, compassion for people. Like not only do Auburn people just like love loves Auburn football, but they love Auburn. They love humanity. And honestly, this place is a place where young men can uh, not only develop on the field, but also develop off the field. And one of the main reasons uh, that I chose Auburn many, many, many years ago is because I think this university represents change, changing lives. And I think truly, you know, with us being in this position and what's going on in the world, that's what it's about. It's serving, discipline, believing, and changing people's lives. And to me, that is what this university is about. And that's what this Auburn family is about. It's a real, real feeling now. Yeah. It's a whole vibe, as they would say. You know, I try to tell people, See, Alabama is a great school, but I think I tell people, I says, you guys don't get it. People like Alabama because they're great at football. I said, I said, Auburn is like a family. I said, and like you said something interesting, like it's hard to explain to people. And I think a lot of it has to do with some insecurities because of what happens over in Tuscaloosa. But there's such a special bond. Like when I'm traveling the world, the world, the country, and everybody's screaming War Eagle. It's like you're really part of a family. No doubt. I mean, you hit it right on the head, uh, Charles. Um, I'm from uh, North Alabama, and I grew up rooting for that other team. Grew up since I was 11 years old, going to those games. And I got the opportunity um, 
in 2000, my senior year, to go to the Auburn-Georgia game. <laughs> and just the difference of the environment, I was like, I was so, like you say, that that family feel like, I mean, to me, I, I, I personally believe that we was put on this earth to, you know, do life together. And to me, that is that's this Auburn brand, which is, it's just such a huge brand. Like that's what it it, it gives you. It, it it speaks life into you. To be honest with you, let's let's get into your background a little bit, especially for folks who who are listening to the steam room and are saying, "Okay, look, I I know a little bit of the story here, but I'll break it down for you." So this this guy that you're listening to, um, Carnell Williams, Cadillac, when he was at Auburn, nine times was the SEC Player of the Week. That's a record. Nine times player of the week. First round pick, number five overall uh, into the NFL by the Tampa Bay Bucks back in 2005. Uh, played there till 10. Uh, played with the Rams in 2011. Um, and then I know there were injuries, and I know you and Chuckster have uh, like similar. It's the patellar tendon yeah, injuries yes. that you guys have yep. both had, and you had them both knees, Coach. Um, yes, sir. But then here comes – you know, was there this moment then of what do I want to do now that playing is is done? Because you're a, still a young man at that point, and how did you settle on where you wanted the rest of your life? What 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 you wanted that to look like? Wow, uh, good question. Um, well, first of all, um, 2010, uh, the great Steve Logan, uh, my running back coach there, who I got mad respect for, still a mentor, got it. You know, I just love. I can remember him asking me um, uh, whenever towards the end of my career when things weren't going right there, when the uh, the organization was moving in a different direction. He asked me uh, what I wanted to do in life, and I like I'm gonna be a businessman. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna travel the world. I'm gonna do X Y Z. And I can remember him telling me he was like, "You actually gonna be a coach?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do what y'all do." <laughs> he, he and he he is like Cadillac. Yeah, like you up here super early. Like you 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 love the workout. You love the game. You prepare right. Like I'm telling you, sir. Like you're going to be a coach. I'm like now. So anyway, so in, in 2011, I got married. Uh, Ju July 2nd of 2011. Honestly, I was kind of on autopilot. Uh, I was trying to get back in the NFL in 2012, but you know they I was you know they wouldn't return my call. Uh, so. So uh, I had to move on and, um, you know, me and my wife, I had an insurance agency going, we're traveling and, you know, living life, had a little boy with uh, Cole, my youngest one. And I can just remember they're stuck, like, what do I want to do in life? And I can remember my wife telling me, saying that, look, Saturday and Sunday through Monday, all you do is talk football all day, <laughs> like an analyzing the game. I'm talking about all day. She was like, why don't you get into coaching? And that kind of lit a fire upon me because I started thinking like, okay, I do love the game of football and I do love working with kids and I love to serve because, you know, it's people that poured into my life that gave me an opportunity to be sitting in this seat. I wouldn't be where I am without those coaches that poured into my uh, life. So I wind up going back to school in 2014, back here at Auburn. Uh, I had seven hours left, uh, English two and Spanish two to finish. So I finished my degree, and then right from there, I jumped into coaching in 2015. And what I want everybody to realize is 
when you're not hot and popping much, uh, you pro- you're not going to get too many return phone calls about, you know, wanting the coach to get, get in his business. So, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who um, I never have. I want to bother people like I'm a workaholic and I work my tail off. So I reach out to the NFLPA and, um, you know, find an opportunity. They 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 partner with Division II programs for former players like myself that wanted to get into coaching. So I went to, in 2015, I went to Arkansas, Arkadelphia and um, walked in to be the running back coach there. It was funny, Scott Maxfield, the coach at the time. And, Tell him I want to get in and coach. You're like, well, good. I haven't hired a running back coach. You can come in and coach running back. So I was scared to death, never coach. You know, you play the game at a high level, but I never coach. But instantly, when I got in that locker room and got around those kids, like naturally, it was so natural on the field. I was like, man, like this is what I truly want to do. And then from there, my, my journey started from 2016, went, Coach with Will Hall at West Georgia, like, wow, amazing guy. Then 2017, 2018, I was coaching at IMG. And then that's when I got a call from Steve Logan. Um, to He got named the offensive coordinator with the Birmingham Iron, the semi-pro league. Um, so coached there uh, for a month. And then that's when I got the opportunity. In 2019, Coach Malzahn called me uh, to coach at Arbor, and now the rest is history from there. How did that phone call go, or how did that meeting go with Gus Malzahn? How long did it take for him to offer you that job, and and what did it feel like to say, man, my alma mater wants me to come back and be part of this? Well, first of all, I tip my hat out to uh, Coach Malzahn for giving me his opportunity uh, to come back to Army because, Lord, no, I was not qualified for the job, and he let me know that. But anyway, so – I was actually on the practice field. We was uh, in San Antonio uh, practicing. And, you know, I had my Apple Watch on. And, of course, I knew it was a running back job open down there. Arbor and my homeboy, everybody wanted me to call down there. I have never been the person to intrude or make phone calls on my behalf. So I'm like, no, they know I'm in the coaching. If, it, if it's God will, it'll happen. So anyway, Coach Malzahn calls me. And I see, I look at my Apple Watch, I see Gus Malzahn. I'm like, oh, Lordy. Okay, I'm trying to put two and two together. I'm like, running back job open, I'm coaching. This might be it. So anyway, long story short, rest of that practice, I could not focus. Like, I was like, okay, what do we want? <laughs> so so whenever I got, when practice was over, man, I'm talking about I ran to the locker room and called him. So he, he's like, uh, hey, Cadillac, uh, as you know, we have a, a running back job open and uh, j- just call and just want to uh, see if I could fly you down here and interview you. And I'm like, man, coach, like I'm in training camp right now. I said, man, coach, I, I'm sorry. Like I can't fly down right now. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of things right now. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. He was like, well. I can't fly to you because we're in the middle of recruiting and the planes are out. He said, but let, let me call you right back. So, boom, like five minutes later, he called me back. He said, hey, can I fly to you tonight? Wow. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yes, sir. So, anyway, he, he flies to San Antonio 730 that night. And everybody know uh, Coach Malzahn. He loved Mexican food. 
So we, uh, I forgot the restaurant we went to. So um, we, we we go there. We sit down for about an hour and a half. He said, Cadillac, I, I know you. You was a great player. I don't know much about you. He said, but from, from my wife to everybody at Auburn to former teammates to everybody, do anybody got anything bad to say about you? Like, I, I have to come and find out for myself what it is all about. He said, because honestly, I got some big time people that want that running back job. So I'm just being honest with you, Cadillac. This, this is a long shot. I just want to meet you and, and talk with you. So we just get to talking and, you know, he, he asked me, do I think I can do the job? And like I just told him, I said, you know, who's better than, you know, myself, a guy who played at Auburn that knows what Auburn uh, is about. Like he was honestly worried about me recruiting. And I'm like, uh, coach, I was like, a, you know, one of the top backs in the country from the Nick Sabins to the Jimbo Fishers to, you know, a lot of these guys recruited me. So, I mean, I, I think I can re relate to player. If that's what you worry about, coach, then I think I'm the man for the job. If that's the only thing you worry about. But anyway, the conversation went went well. He did not offer me a job. He said, well, I would get back with you tomorrow and uh, give you some. He said, but, you know, it was nice meeting you. So we left there. So I'm, I'm in my meeting with the coaching staff with the Birmingham Irons there by 11 o'clock at night, like 11.15 p.m., the same day that night. I see Coach Malzahn calling. So I'm like, I press in. So I, I text a coach. I am in a staff meeting. I, you know, I can't talk. He said, well, call me, you know, once you got the staff meeting. I'm like, okay, yes, sir. Boom, okay, we'll do so I called by 1145. I said, you know, call, hey, coach, how, how you doing? Cadillac, the job's yours. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I'm just stuck. He's like, Cadillac, you there? <laughs> Cadillac, you there? And I'm like, what, you, you, you going to take it? I'm like, of course I'm going to take it. Yes, sir. <laughs> so that is how that all went, wow. man. But I'm uh, ever grateful for um, Coach Malzahn. And uh, Christy Miles up and them giving me the opportunity to bring me back here. So, you know, owe them a, a lot of credit for what's taking place here. So you go from being an assistant coach to head coach. What's the difference on your time? I mean, you've all, obviously you've only been there a couple of weeks, but like, what's the res how much different responsibility? I mean, it's got to, your head's got to be spinning because the head coach got a lot more to do than assistant coach. Well, first of all, those assistant coaches, man, they working their tail off, man. I get credit to my staff, man. I'm telling you, they are letting, they are helping me in so many ways. And I, I know I get a lot of this credit, but man, I'm telling you what, what a group of men that I work with and women to touch our players. The biggest difference between a head coach and a position coach is, is honestly your time. So many people pulling at you and me personally, like I'm like, I want to do football, but you get you you get pulled away from so much with, you know, have being a leader, you know, having a vision for this program, this team, and pouring into these guys' lives where a lot of times, a lot of your focus um, has to go there with your your messaging, getting the environment right, the culture right. And then, you know, me, I go from responsible for seven guys in a room and pouring into their lives to 
now a uh, hundred and some players along with <laughs> 200 some employees like you're it it was a lot i'm just telling you the very first day i have never had a headache like here like <laughs> this, this was hurting that's hurting like I, I, i'm telling you like it, it was unreal but i i gotta give credit to uh my running back room man uh those guys seeing how up tight i was seeing how blood shot my eyes was like they was coming to me in my room and they came to me and i can remember that like coach you 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 okay i said no i'm scared <laughs> like I'm, I'm like i'm like dude I, i'm not okay like i'm panicking i'm like what people gonna think about me i like i don't i don't know if i can do it like i just said like yes because i i said no i i'm not okay like i was but they say, Coach, man, it's powerful. Like, you have no idea the impact that you have on us, Coach. He said, just, just like you talk to us, Coach, talk to the team that way. I said, man, it's only seven of y'all. It's a hundred and some of them. <laughs> so I'm like, that's a little different, yeah. man. But, uh, man, those guys gave me that confidence. So that kind of calmed me down where I was like, man, like, you know, I can't be nobody else because I was like, maybe I'm I'm, I'm gonna be like this coach because I done I don't play for some great coaches and I had an opportunity to be around a lot of great coaches. So I was like, okay, I'm that's how I'm gonna be. That's how I'm gonna be. Maybe I'm gonna be like this. No, I'm gonna do like this on the sideline. I'm gonna stand like this. That you know, everything is going through my head. So it's like a calmness that the good Lord put in me was like, look, I've been preparing you for this moment. Mm. Show the world you be you, and honestly, uh, with without it, you know, inexperience, and uh, I know I don't have no experience doing it or no background. But I just say, you know what, I'm by I'm by serving, I'm by giving back. I know how important that player coach relationship is because it gave me an opportunity, a lifetime. It changed the whole trajectory of the Williams family. So I said, man, I'm gonna emulate. What my Pee Wee coach, Steve McConnell, I'm going to emulate what my middle school coach, Rod Gray, I'm going to emulate my high school coach, Coach Raymond Former. Like they laid my foundation. Like they treated, they invested in a kid like me that was hopeless at times and just had a dream. So I said, man, they, they spoke life into me. Like they showed me by their example that they care, they love me. So I said, you know what? That's how I'm I'm gonna be with these guys and the rest is history. Coach, I gotta tell you, I mean, this is this is as inspiring a story as I have heard. Yeah. And I've heard a million of them. And 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 look, so in the span of a few weeks, you go from re- replacing uh, Brian Harson. You go from this feeling of just fear of what this job entails to standing in the middle of a locker room being given a game ball give me the feeling in that moment when that ball was handed to you um you know to hear those captains uh d hall and op and those guys um to hear those words of man coach we we know that you don't is you know you tell us it's not about you it's about all us but to hear those guys say man coach but to watch the way you serve us, the way you care for us, the way you love on us. Like, man, that that is everything uh, for me. And, you know, again, um, 
I never inspired. I never had no aspiration or dreams to be a head coach. Like my friends, they would tell you when I got in this coaching, like everybody, you know, find a goal is to be the head coach. And I'm like, that's not mine. I want to sit in the back. I want to have impact <laughs> on kids. Yeah. And I want to change lives. And I can do that from coaching running backs and just living a simple life. Like, that's me. And to be thrown in this fire and to hear that from those guys, man, them guys, them guys give me purpose. They make me a, a better father, a better purpose. I mean, a, a, a person. So, like, those guys think that I help them, but they keep me going. Like, they help me and give me that confidence because I know how it is. A lot of these kids that, you know, background is just rough coming up. Like, they they need to be loved on. They need to know that people care for them and it's okay to fall. And it's going to be people there that's going to handle them in the right way. So, they need grace. They need grace. And so, I truly, um, truly feel that way. And uh, the team, the team has responded. And I thank God for the staff, the group of men that I'm working with and women, everybody around the Arvin family that's supporting and pouring in, man, because it, it's, it's impactful. Well, number one, I, before we finish up, I want to ask you this question. How, how often do you call Carnell? <laughs> Honestly, not very often. Like me, I always introduce myself as Carnell. Yeah. And it always get missing because I introduce myself as Carnell. A lot of people don't know that it's Cadillac. So it's like they come back like, Cadillac, why didn't you say Cadillac? <laughs> like, so honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't get called very often, Carnell. I know the players, they call, you know, Coach Lack. You know, uh, but uh, not 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 very often, to be honest with you. Last thing from me, Coach. I love hearing the, the word I hear coming out of your mouth the most in terms of what your job description is, is serve. Uh, and that's powerful because it means it's not about you and what you're getting. It's what it's how you're able to to put to pour into the, the lives of these guys. That being said, as you as you pour into the lives of 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, what would your message be to somebody who's been, who right now is in the position you were in? You know, you're past the college age. You're kind of like, where's my life heading? Um, how do you find a sweet spot like you did? Who believe, honestly, in times of adversity, when times get tough, you know, the, the way I like to look at it is a lot of storms in life are not meant to be conquered. They're, they're, they're just not. But if you can stay steady and you can withstand, it's so many lessons that's within that storm where it's going to prepare you for that next storm that's coming. Because one thing that we all know that in life, storms don't discriminate. You either in a storm, going towards the storm, or coming out of one. I don't care if you're rich, right. black, poor, high, what, whatever. I don't care. So those tough times, man, you have to be in relationship with people. Like whatever the, you know, like me, my Lord and Savior, that's who I lean, depend on. That's who who who, who my faith is. Like you have to have um, 
somebody that you um you believe in and people that you're in relationship with that's gonna help you and pull you through those tough times to give you life because to me that's all life is never a loss for me that's kind of it's about your perspective life never is a loss everything is a lesson like i truly feel like that you know uh to whom much is given much is required and god not gonna put more on me than i can bear so Whatever comes my way, I know that I may not win that battle, but I'm gonna be better because of it. Wow. So that's that's what I would give uh, you know, whoever is struggling, going through life and with all the uncertain, all the things that's going on. Like, I just believe in love. Like anything that's built on love, it's gonna withstand, it's gonna grow. You're gonna go through your trials, your trauma, your errors, but Man, I truly believe on anything that's built on love, it will grow. It will grow. You will prosper. I truly believe that. That's wow. all I got for this, man. Yeah. You can you can close it out, Auburn Tiger to Auburn Tiger, if hey. you want. But let me just, Coach, thank you. This was awesome. Ernie, yeah. Ernie, real quick. I did not know you went to Georgia. Yes, I did. Trust me. Are you holding that against me? No, 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 no. I'm not holding it against you. But I, early I was listening in, you know, yeah. Georgia. Trust okay, me. Okay, Ernie. I like it. You had a few hey, games hey, against those hey, guys hey, too. Hey, Cal, like, let me just tell you I won't something. hold that against you. It's been a rough two it's <laughs> been a rough it's been a rough two years around here for me. He is a proud, proud bulldog. Mm, most of them are. It's been a rough <laughs> it, it, it's been a rough two years around here for Chuck. <laughs> yes. And it's just gonna get worse. Yes. <laughs> hey man. Hey, I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. Hey, and uh hey, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Yes, sir, man. Look, I appreciate it. I appreciate you all uh, having me on, man. Look, to be able to watch you guys on uh, TNT with Shaq and the rest of the guys, man, what a blast, man. It's comical. I, I stay up night just to watch you guys. Love it. So you all keep doing what you're doing, but appreciate you all having me on. And you keep doing what you're doing, too, man. And Chuck, War Eagle, baby. War Eagle, baby. War Eagle. Yep, go dogs. <laughs> hey, we coming now. Ernie, we coming. I know. I know you are. I know you are. Oh, man. That, that was awesome. That was awesome. That's our new facility right there. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, it should be. You know $100, impressive? $100 million. That cat's impressive. That cat's impressive. Man, I can't. I haven't seen a new facility. $100 million. Yeah. It should be nice, though, right? <laughs> I would say it better be. <laughs> <laughs> what a great guy. This guy is legendary. This guy is legendary. This guy is legendary. You don't get to call yourself a legend. I'm not calling myself legendary. It's TK. Tim I'm Carly, ready to play a today. Long time. Are you ready? You in a good mood? I'm, a I'm, I, after listening to Cadillac, oh, I'm a ready Teddy. Uh, oh, Coordinating yeah. producer of Inside the NBA, Tim Kiley. Hello, everybody. Hey, so, hey, be hey, careful everybody. with those coaches' speeches. Uh, what do you mean? Because that one day I played football, I got a great speech before I went out there and, and I quit after one day. Like, I'm that ready to go. That I'm wasn't ready. about the speech. That was about what's in here with you. I didn't realize the speech sounded great, but then they started hitting me in my head. I was like, oh, this is not for Chuck. No way. I quit after I one day. I can't even remember his speech anymore. I was all pumped up. Coach had me ready to go, TK. Then at that four-point stance, ready yeah, to go, uh, fire first, out. Uh, fire. Then that offensive lineman hit me right in my face. I said, oh, Lord, <laughs> this is no fun out here. Ernie, I have a question <laughs> for you. With that nickname, Cadillac, yeah. what would Chuck's be, the automobile or? Kia. 
But would he, what would ch- he Kia. asked me the question? Okay, sorry. What what car? Yeah, would, like what would Cadillac? Such a see, cool and, name. And it, and it see, it's Carnell Cadillac. You know, it's yeah. like so. It has to have that roll uh, off the tongue. So it's Charles Edsel Barkley. <laughs> So, showing your age, Ernie. Uh, showing your age. Okay, experts. There's no such thing as experts. Yeah, well, Ernie's an Only God's an expert. Uh, Ernie's an expert. No expert. No, I'm not there have expert. been 127 meetings between Auburn and Georgia. Yes. Yes. Who do you think? The longest. That's the, the longest. longest uh, most people don't know deep that. Deep South rivalry. The, most people is. don't even know that. Yeah. Yes. But 127, who do you think is leading? Georgia. Uh, no, they're not. Uh-huh. No, they're not. Uh-huh. Auburn's leading. Uh-huh. 63, 56, and 8. Georgia. Oh, Auburn. Georgia. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do I have to count the last couple of years? <laughs> yeah, those count Unfortunately, too. six in a row, Chuck. Mm-hmm. You're joking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've beaten you six in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're due. It's true. We're go. due. There you go. Can't wait for next year. We're, right. due. we're due. Speaking of football, I just wanted to get your reaction. The Raiders' Derek Carr was at the podium after they lost. I, I, they, did, I heard about this, and I haven't I, seen it. Can you play a cap? Um, no, I, love, I love Josh. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success, you know, way more success than I've ever had, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard knowing what <clears throat> some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like just so we could be there for each other. <sighs> and I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off. If I'm being honest. Do you think he was right in what he said at the end? I was with him up until the end. That's what I was curious about yeah, from, both I, you, uh, from both you guys. You thought it's like one minute. I was like, first of all, he feels like every jock losing sucks. You know, fans because they look at how much money guys make and how famous they are. Man, when you're losing, it's a long season and it's brutal. I can't imagine how hard it is to go out and get punched in the face in a football game, but. That stuff he said at the end, I wish everybody in the locker room felt like that. Yeah, I think he Shuster, was. Yeah, that, that, that crossed the line. I think I think he could. If you're watching that and you're a teammate, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, preach yeah, it, brother. Yeah. It's right. We we are doing all this. And then when he says, and not everybody. Yeah, yeah. I was with him. Are you are you talking? Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you something. There is a team meeting going on tomorrow. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. I bet. I bet. Uh, no, 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 like, nah, man. Hey, we all trying our best in here. We're all trying our best. You're right. Losing does sucks. We all pissed off. And then when he says, I wish some other guys in the locker room, like, no, we got to have a meeting tomorrow. Like, no, you got to call out names. And um, like I said, I was with him in the beginning. 
But when you start throwing guys on the bus, you got to answer for that. Got to answer That's for that. I was curious about. It. I wanted to hear what both you guys thought. Yeah, I was with him up until because, like, if you don't call out names, because I've been in those team meetings, you got to call out names because when you just because everybody's looking around like, is he talking about me? 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 Right. Not in a po- he can't he can't call no, out no, no, names no. in I'm the post game right. into yeah. the locker room. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because because then it's yeah. up it's up for suggestion in the locker room. Like, right. who's he talking about? Exactly. Yeah. So I was with him up until the end. Cool. Well, here's here's the speaking of the end. Do you know who Chris Evans is? Yes, sexiest man alive. People magazine named Chris Evans the world's sexiest man, but how does he compare to Chuck's man crushes? Well, let's let's see, Cap. You got Jeez. one here for us. Chris Evans and Mike Trout. I'm a big. I love Mike Trout. Wait, what's Idris Elba? <laughs> he's not in this list. This oh, is, well, he's a sexiest man alive. I thought Tom Brady one, was in Tom your Brady's a good looking man. Cap, let's go to the next guy. Yeah, yeah. Chris Evans versus. Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel. Denzel is like the uncle that everybody wants. Denzel's like the uncle everybody wants. How old is Denzel now? He's got to be 65. 60 so he wins the, like the senior division. Yeah, yeah, yeah he absolutely. wins the senior yeah. division. Yeah. And, and always gracious when I've been around him. Yes. He's like the cool uncle. Yes. Yeah, everybody wants Denzel to be their uncle. We 67. He's one year older than I am. He's 67. Got to get him. We got to get him on. Damn, Ernie, yeah. you six to six. All right, next up, Cap. Damn. Chris Evans versus Charlie Hunnam. I love me some Charlie Hunnam. Do you? Yeah. So, um, our anarchy, sons of anarchy. Yeah, anarchy. A- anarchy, and uh, he was in that <laughs> gentleman movie, The Gentleman, with Who Grant uh, and Matthew Grant. McConaughey. Who Grant, Hugh, yeah. Hugh Grant we're, and Matthew. We're really rolling here. Uh, yeah. And next up, uh, Chris Evans versus Michael B. Jordan. Now, Michael B. Jordan. It, first of all, he got a serious body. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. The stuff he be doing for Creed. Mm-hmm. I just saw they got a new Creed coming out. Mm-hmm. Man, what the hell is he doing? So, what was the first line out of your mouth when you saw that picture? Uh, that's a good. That's a that's a good body right there. <laughs> He's a good looking man, but he got a great body. That's a nice tux there too. And we got a cast here too. Yeah. The cast of Billions. Oh man. Uh, so well, my man left Billions. Damien, he left yeah. billions. Wow. Uh, Paul Giamatti. So uh, I like Prince though, the uh, the new guy on uh, on billions. But man, Damien, that's the second show he left on top. Remember? Oh, the- oh yeah, uh, Homeland. Yes, yeah, Homeland. He, oh, oh, hey, leave him wanting more, man. Hey, that that, boy. You know, leave him wanting more. Boy. You know, Ernie, I, I was actually gonna say that. I says it's like he is so great. And then he leaves you wanting more. Yes. And so I give him credit, man. Because sometimes you stay on the show, the show gets stale. Right. But he's left two great shows. Uh, But, man, I want to meet Paul Giamatti, too. Yeah. All right, final one. Chris Evans versus Chuck's man crush goat, Tom Brady. Tom. (laughs) Just Tom. Tom. That's my man. He's like Elvis. He can go by one name. Of that group of people, who is Chuck's world's sexiest man? Uh, I'd probably go with Tom. Tom <laughs> Gates. What is this Tom? Tom. Tom. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, about, how, that's how yeah. you say his name with, this, with I, that whatever that I, is in your I, voice. I just Tom. had to take his watch off the other day because they told me I couldn't wear white during the winter. You know, he gave me his watch at the at the match. Yes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and, a bracelet. and I wore it every Go, day. Goes with a low tie bracelet. bracelet. Yes, yes, that's right. You just, whatever you can put on your hey, wrist, hey, you'll take hey, from anybody anywhere. Hey, he's Tom Brady. That's a great watch he gave me too. Give me, give me his first name one more time. Tom. Tom. 
Hit like, the music you know, cap. You know Thanks how, like, for the J- help. Like James Bond walk in, he should say James yeah. Bond, Tom Brady. Hey TK, <laughs> that was a great segment. That thank was, you. For, but, you brought some great uh, content. Thank you very much. Into that. I got Charlie Hunan. Charlie Hunan. to Cap. What? Charlie Hunan or Hunan? Hunan. Hunan. M at the end. Yes. Okay. Uh, Tom. Man, he was great in Sons of Night and Ocker too. That was an interesting segment. That was right a great there. segment. Yeah. Interesting, great, yeah. whatever. Denzel, Michael B. Jordan. And Tom. And Tom. <laughs> Bond. James Bond. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Come and join us in Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Leave your towel on in Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in the Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in the Steam Room. Leave your towel on in the Steam Room. <laughs> See, your singing voice is much better when you're trying not to overdo it like you do in karaoke. See, when you just low-key it like that, that was not bad, Chuckster. First of all. First of all, what? No. There's first reason, of all, was the there's first a reason song. they always call me old brown eyes. Yeah, I know. I am the greatest living karaoke singer of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. I'm telling you. And it's not true. Don't be, don't be a you're hater. You're horrible, dude. I'm not being a hater. I'm being realistic. So, it's time for the answering machine. Okay. Uh, and before we get to the first call, you'll recall that last week um, we had a call from a guy who claimed to have met you uh, at a celebrity pro-am. And, said, and you said, I'm going to eat you. He was just a little kid, yeah. at the, just a little shaver. Uh, and your response was he didn't say uh, where he's from. Well, um, he heard it. He got in touch with Michael Kaplan, Cap, our producer. His name is John. He's from Colorado. It was John at the, Elway's golf tournament. It was at the John Elway, John Elway's Invitation golf Charity Tournament yes. in 2004. Yes. And he sent along a picture of the ticket stub that you autographed 18 <laughs> years ago. That, man, that, that John Elway had a great tournament. It was, uh, it was right outside of Denver. You know what was crazy about that? You didn't win it. No, I didn't win it. But what was crazy about it, one day it was 80. Mm-hmm. It snowed the next day. And we had to delay the golf tournament. It snowed first thing in the morning. You lie. Then, it, uh, then the next day, it was back to 80. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. That's made up. No, that's a true story. That's made up. No, that's a true story, brother. That's made up. Uh, Go back to weather.com somewhere. Let's find that out in 2000. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. From 80 to snow back to 80. I'm telling It was crazy. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, first call. Hello, world. This is Charles Barkley. Leave me a message. Hey, Chuck. Back in 2016, July, up in Lake Tahoe, you were at the Celebrity Golf Tournament, and I so badly wanted to meet you. So my husband and I snuck in to Hera's Celebrity High Roller Gambling Area, and you were gambling, playing blackjack. And I came up behind you and said, Chuck, you're my favorite person in the world, the only person I ever wanted to meet. Can I get a picture? You stood up picture. So the next day when you were golfing, I thanked you for taking a picture of it. And my husband yelled out to you, yeah, thanks a lot, Chuck. It's hanging on the ceiling of our bedroom now. And you got a big kick out of that. I wondered if you remembered it. <laughs> From that laugh, I would guess you do. Or do these all I, I, run together? I, I don't even sure. know how to how to answer that question. No, it is a disturbing but, image. It, he was he was. It's a disturbing image. 
Well, let me tell you something. I, I, man, that's hilarious. I don't remember the particular incident, but that's hilarious. And uh, I, I think that, number one, that makes me feel good because part of being in the limelight, and I learned this from Dr. J, who's probably the best I've ever seen at it. You always take pictures. You always sign autographs. That doesn't mean them professional clowns who be following you around, hounding you for autographs, trying to sell stuff. But like, if I meet a regular stranger out, I'm always take a picture yeah. or sign an autograph. That goes with the job. So I'm glad she said, and let me tell you, she's very lucky. I must have been winning too, because if I'd have been losing on a blackjack table, she might have got blasted. <laughs> and you can't interrupt somebody when they're gambling if they're losing. You can only do that when they're winning. Well, she knew your game. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, always double down on level, no matter what the dealer yeah. got. How, how about him saying, your picture is now hanging over their bed. I got no control over people, what people do with the pictures, Ernie. Yeah. Whose picture would be over your bed? Henry's? Little Henry's? Come on, Ernie. I, no, lo I love little Henry. Hey, hey, come on. Nobody put mirrors on the ceiling. That's just a faux pas. That's not a thing. <laughs> Don't put stuff on your ceiling, folks. Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the next one. Hey, EJ. Hey, Charles. Loyal steamer Joanne here. I heard you were having Cadillac on the show, and he's great and all. But, Ernie, can you please tell Charles who kicked Tennessee's ass and who the number one team in the country is? Love you both, and as always, go dog. Thank I, you, Doanne. We I, appreciate I miss, that. That would be uh, that would be the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. I miss Doanne. I do too. She is so annoying in the TV room. She has to have the Braves on. Like, who want to watch the Braves? Like, she dominates because I have my schedule set up in the room. What I'm watching uh, Tuesday night is FBI night. Wednesday night is Chicago night. I don't like to be disturbed you on those nights. You watch sports night. all the time. I don't want to. But you watch hockey. You I, watch I, I do. I hockey do. games for but, teams but, for, you but, have no allegiance to. Yeah. What's wrong with Doe wanting to watch the Braves or wanting to watch because I'm trying the to Georgia Bulldogs? Because I'm trying to watch the hockey playoffs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to watch the Avalanche play. How many the, screens are up there? Fifteen. Four. Can we have can we that's have only, one of those? That's only four. To? There's only four on my side of the room. On your side of the room. Yeah. Shaq Shaq is such a bully. The TVs are right together. He can't move his old big head three inches to the left. He has to have a game on both screens. That's a big head. I know. He just moves his old big old neck. Want to move one of them big old rolls on his neck to the left? He don't have to have them because I like watching multiple things. Mm -hmm. I mean, like last week, I was so dis depressed. I had to watch the election crap instead of my FBI shows, mm. and I was like, "Come on!" By the way, uh, are you? I I'm glad you're here today. Uh, have you been back in Arizona counting ballots? Is that is that what the hey, delay listen, has been? I just gotta is say, that you? I just is that gotta, you? I just gotta <laughs> say this. Hey, listen, Arizona, I love y'all. <laughs> I love y'all, but come on, man. Hmm. It can't take a week to count ballots. What do y'all count? Apparently it does. The, the thing is crazy, Ernie. Yes. Before I flew here yesterday, mm -hmm. there still wasn't a winner. I know. Until I woke up this morning. I'm like, it's been a week. What are we doing in Arizona? 
We can't count faster. Come on, Arizona. Do better. There you go. <laughs> do better. No doubt. Next call. Hey, Charles Barkley. Uh, coming on from Australia. How you doing? I'm just curious, thinking of getting a Charles Barkley tattoo. Hardcore Suns fan. Just curious, have you ever encountered any Charles Barkley tattoos? And were they bad ones? And what was your reaction? Thanks, guys. He's, he's getting a, a, a Charles Barkley tattoo because he's a huge... Wow. Suns fan and asks if Charles has encountered any other Barkley tattoos. Um just answer no if you're unless you're trying to make something. I'm trying up. to think. You know, actually, I've never seen another Barkley tattoo, but I will tell you this, I've been thinking about getting a tattoo. LFH? No. <laughs> no, no, no. So my mother, my dad, my grandmother. And two of my brothers have passed away. So I'm trying to get something because it's just me and one brother left, John. So I was, but number one, I don't want it to hurt. And I don't want it to be. It does. I know, but I got I, I got to do something to, like to remind me of them forever. Yeah. But I don't want to do something big and gaudy. Right. I mean, so I got to come up with a, a, a some type of design. Where I, and I got to figure out where I want to put it just to remind me of all the people because uh, my grandmother and my mom and two brothers and my dad, just something to remind me of them at all times. But I don't want to be in pain, Ernie. You, it, it does. I can speak from experience. It hurts um, momentarily. Yeah. I, I got to get something. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, make it something of significance. Yes. Don't just do it to do it. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, no, and, no. And it sounds like you are. You want, yeah, a, you yeah. want a way to honor. Yeah. And so... Go for it. Cheryl Ann's got a tattoo, too. So She's I got want, one right there on her wrist. Right underneath yeah, I just got to figure Michael. out what something don't hurt. It's all going to hurt, but it depends where you have it done. See, I mean, my some of these guys who have it who have it done, like to me, like near bone or something yeah. like that, and where it's where it's going to take more than one visit, you better be ready. I think I want I don't know if it, my ass is so big. I don't think it'll hurt. There ain't, there's not enough ink. <laughs> <laughs> I can get, <laughs> hey, I like read everybody's full name on my ass, couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Put the Bible on that thing. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this edition of the Steam Room. What a, what a note to leave everybody on. What an image for them to carry for the next week. Oh, seeing how I much. I get like name, middle initials, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, 404 987 0330. That's the number of Chuck's answering machine if you'd like to be included <laughs> in next week's um, festivities. Good no promises that you're going to get on there, but if it's good enough, like if you're asking about Chuck and tattoos, you got a pretty good chance. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you. <laughs>